Photo Center in the Saint. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So, fun fact. You know, it's only a week between our recordings, but I don't know when I'm supposed to come in, and I think I just delay it a little bit more every week. <laughs> and today is crazy. So, normally, I'm always, like, hurting a cat or a squirrel, right? But now Allison is today, too, so we don't know what today's going to look like. It's been a really crazy week, and it's only Tuesday. I know. How's that possible? I told uh, my daughter yesterday, I said, I was driving back from something last night, and I was talking to her, and I said, how does it already feel like Wednesday? Like, Monday (laughs) has been, like, three days in my mind. I'm going to be really disappointed tomorrow when I wake up. On Wednesday, Wednesday. and I think it should be Friday. (laughs) Well, that's like Groundhog Day that just passed recently, right? You're like, oh, are we here again? Are we still doing this? Yeah. We had a long day yesterday as well. Uh, It was really nice out. And so my youngest and I met some friends and went on a hike. Well, it ended up being like two and a half hours. The hike, it was beautiful. We weren't tired. It was just beautiful weather. We saw a horse that was 18 hands. Do you know how big that is? I don't even know what that means. So <laughs> I think that's some wine, though. I think that's a label of wine. Is that not wine? I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be. Okay, now. Okay, I'm sorry. I digress. Squirrel. There you go. 18 hands is how big the horse is. And the person with us is like, Melissa, I have to get a picture of that because you have no idea how tiny you look. Okay, but where do you put the 18 hands? You like go. You like start the at the bottom and you go up. Oh, tall. From yeah. the ground <laughs> up? Oh, dang. Huge. Whoa. It's a very funny picture. Yeah. We're going to have to post that. I know. And then, so then last night, like, we went hiking, and then we had jujitsu, all these things. And we went to bed, and my son goes, Mom, was yesterday fun for you? And I was like, what happened yesterday? He's like, the hike. I'm like, that was this morning, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were not the only ones feeling it. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Maybe you've had a day like that or a week like that. This week as well. Yeah. It's, well, we think it's going to be okay. If you're listening to this, it's Friday. So happy Friday. Well, yeah. if you're listening to it, the day it comes out. Yeah, whatever. Happy whatever day it is for you when you're listening. Happy day that ends in Y. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we really have not been drinking. Um, it might be better if we were. <laughs> I know. It might be a little calmer. Uh, so today, we're kicking off just a couple of podcasts where we're calling them, we're focusing on some modern day parables where we're taking Jesus's parables, a few of them, not all of them, because he has plenty. Yes. From the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, And we're just going to talk about those and add a modern day twist to them and see how they relate to our everyday lives. I like it. Yeah. So I thought we'd kick it off with Matthew um, chapter seven. And I love this parable. We've all probably, if you've been around church very long or Sunday school or anything, you've totally heard this one before. Uh huh. And maybe even if not, if you yeah. haven't been oh, around for church, sure. I mean, like, you know, take the quit worrying about somebody else's the speck in their eye and take the log out of your own. You know. Right. Well, I thought I would just kick it off by reading from the message translation. Okay what it looks like or what it sounds like. It says, don't pick on people, jump on their faults, criticize their, oh, jump on their failures, criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. I like that. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Oh, wow. Mm, I know. 
do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? I mean, burn, right? That's a <laughs> convicting. It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face, <laughs> and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Okay, this is why I love the message translation. For real. Gritty and in your face. I tell you, I mean, I'm like, I, it sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that is, again, the message translation, but there is no denying the underlying meaning of that parable. Yeah, it's almost like, um, you know, don't focus on the brown spot in your neighbor's front yard when your house is on fire inside, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because oh, you can't see what's going on inside, so your house might look really pretty on the outside, but on the inside... Chaos Everything's ensues. falling apart. There's rotten things and leaky faucets. Right. And, Black mold. Oh, yeah. All the things. I think that this, what this parable really boils down to that we could focus on today is judging others. Yes. Like being so focused on ignoring what's going on in our own lives, in our own hearts, and just focusing on other people's, their problems, their issues. And it is a great way to never deal with your own issues. Distractions, my dear, shiny distractions. Exactly. I mean, we all hear, like, treat people, don't judge people, because unless that's how you want to be treated, it says so in scripture, right? God's going to be judging us all one day. <laughs> that's right. So oh, I try to keep this in mind. That's the same thing with forgiveness. It's like, if you want it, you got to give it. Um, I think one really important thing to, for us to consider and to talk about today, well, there's two, but the first one is when we're, when we just are so quick to judge, not only are we probably covering up something in our own hearts that we haven't dealt with an uh -huh. insecurity or whatever, but we are just completely making assumptions about somebody else's situation. Right? We assume when we're judging them that we, we know what's going on in their hearts, that we know their thoughts, that we're mind readers, that we know their motives, that we understand them, and uh, oh, and that we are just so qualified to, to point it all out. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a degree in that? Right, let me count the ways yeah. of which you need improvement, my dear. <laughs> I mean, I, and hey, I'm not judging y'all. We're all in this boat together, right? Yeah. We have all done this. We all um, struggle with this sometimes. And it is so much easier mm -hmm. to sideline quarterback. I prefer that, actually. You don't get as sweaty. You know what I mean? It doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, you don't get injured. Right? Yeah. Just chilling out on and the And it's never your fault if something goes wrong. That's right. Because you told him what to do. Because you didn't even get in the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I think, you know, what are some things that we could, what are some strategies that you use when you get caught up in judging other people? Oh, so... To um, stop it. Like, to cut it off at the pass. Right. So, you know, this is weird, but I, I feel like I'm often in communication and, and aware of my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, 
self-awareness is number one in this, yes. right? And seeing a pattern, but also I pause. And it didn't come immediately. It's been years of training myself to be aware of my, not just the words that are coming out of my mouth, but like, let's go before that and get to the thoughts in our head. But even more, let's even imagine you're on a timeline, right? And so here's what's coming out of your mouth. But man, if you could rewind 25 seconds and figure out what was in your head before Mm. that came out of your mouth, but let's rewind 25 more seconds and get to the root of the issue. Why was I thinking those things? What insecurity was triggered by that action? Yes. How's that? That is very good. Um, Yes. So for example, uh, we had a family member who we we were riding with them and we, we mentioned something that someone you know, a friend of ours had said, and they had this reaction like, oh, well, that's not good because, you know, God tells us to love everyone. Oh. And and we were sort of like, well, yeah, but like, they're not even Christians. <laughs> right. I mean, they're not even, you know, like this person isn't even a Christian. So, you know, we're, we hope that they will be one day, but I was just... Later, I was thinking and I thought, I think the response to that was probably an underlying insecurity in that person, Mm. you know, that, and we all have that, but it's like, we all want to be loved for who we are. Right. And that was a a quick instinct, instinctive reaction because it's like, oh, I want him, this person to like me too. I want everyone to like me um, and be loved by and accepted by everyone. And, you know, that was me. I I don't know, but I would assume, I mean, we do all have insecurities. And I I have gone through enough where I understand that when we have those reactions, Mm -hmm. it often is all about us. Right. And what we're dealing (laughs) with in our own hearts and lives, the way we respond to certain things. And so, again, I wasn't placing judgment on that person. I was trying to understand where they were coming from in that. And that helped me understand the comment that was made and also offer them a little bit more grace. Like, well, that was a little bit judgy of what you just said. Like, you're calling them judgy, but what you said is judgy. (laughs) And I, I was just like, all these little things are going off in my head. And So I think for me, one of my strategies in saying all that is putting myself in that person's situation or trying to as much as possible with what I know and maybe asking some further questions, but also just understanding, even if you don't know the person and can't ask questions, we don't know that person's past. We don't know what that person's dealing with. It might even not have to do with the past, but a current situation going on in their lives um, that's making them feel a little bit insecure and it, or inadequate or whatever it is. And so that might be why they're responding the way they are. That helps me kind of step back from my own judgy mentality. Yeah, I was just um, thinking, I, I've seen a quote somewhere and I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's like people's reaction has nothing to do with you. And right. it kind of has, like you said, everything to do with what is going on within them. And when you acknowledge that, like you did, it kind of takes the power away from the situation. 
Oh, that's a really great way to put it. It minimizes its effect on you, mm-hmm. right? But you yeah. have to be very aware of the moment. It's true. And fortunately, like, I, I wasn't able to process it. Maybe one day I'll be able to <laughs> process it all in the moment, you know. But fortunately, I knew enough to not respond in that moment. And when I was out of the situation and kind of sat with the Lord about it and thought right. more about it, I was able to process it. So I think the second strategy is having the discipline to know, you know what, I don't have to respond to everything. Right. You know, I don't have to jump to that person's defense all the time. I don't have to offer my tidbit. I just listened. And uh-huh. I moved on. And that's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's say, I'm going to say, gonna throw that I'm going to come there. to your defense and say, it's hard for you because you like to help people. It's not because you feel like you always have to have a response or you know what's best. It's just because you want to help people that you Thank feel like you. you need to respond. But I also want to rewind about 20 seconds. We're rewinding today. We're like I old 80s it. tapes, right? I love it. You said you can't do it in the moment, mm. but you're you can process because you and I were having a conversation in your kitchen last week. I took a phone call. You heard the phone call. You were able to process that for me in the moment. It's mm-hmm. probably harder when it is affecting you because you do need the time to figure out how it is playing, how you're playing into that, right? Mm-hmm. Versus watching it play out in my life. It's true. You're kind of not in the storm. When you're not in the storm, it's right. easy. you have a different perspective or not that you were in a storm, but you know, when you're not in that situation, you're standing outside the situation, you have a different perspective. And I will say that the Holy Spirit is, has definitely become my guide for this. And going back to what you said, more rewinding <laughs> in the beginning, um, self-awareness Yes, is so key. I just cannot... I cannot emphasize that enough. It it is understanding where we're coming from, why we're coming from that area, why we have that negative like filter over our heart or over our eyes when it comes to the perspective and how we look at other people um, and seeing instead others the way Jesus sees them. And that takes constant communication. That takes a constant sitting by the well Drinking Jesus's water. Right. And that is hard to do in this world sometimes. Yeah. Um, now I'm suddenly seeing why I'm a homebody so much. Yeah. It reduces the amount of time that I have to filter my mouth. There you go. <laughs> you know, we need to, there again, you're very self-aware. I'm so self-aware. You're so self-aware. <laughs> well, you know, this leads to another topic that I want to, I want us to get to this um, before we end up closing up out today. Because judgment, I feel like in today's society, we get judgment and constructive criticism and truth really muddled. Oh, yeah, girl. Tell me about that. Because, so we feel like if we don't agree with someone on a topic, that we're, the world is telling us that we judge them. Okay? We're not judging them. I don't judge other people for a different opinion. Um... Well, maybe I do sometimes. It depends. Yeah. We all have (laughs) I try not to. I try not to. But I think we forget that sometimes there are situations, we don't always need to open our mouths, but there are times when we, depending on who the person and the situation are, where we are called to offer guidance, truth, 
and constructive criticism. And it's not judgment if we handle it the right way. And so let's talk, uh, for example, if you're out in public, this is an e- like an easy one, and you've got your kids or your husband, okay. okay, whichever one, and they somebody does something that's just so irritating to you, and maybe you've had that conversation before, and they, they the action, and they've done it again, instead of just, oh my gosh, I don't know, I, we've talked about this so many times, I just wish you wouldn't do that, and just getting so angry with them right there right. in public in front of everyone and embarrassing them and shaming them. That is more judgment and assumption versus waiting for the right moment, sitting down when things are calm, Mm -hmm. away from others, one-on-one, saying, today was really hurt my feelings. I was really disappointed when. Yeah. That is constructive. Yes. And it's important. It's not judgment. Or it could be about an opinion. But it's how you approach it, like with love and tenderness. And, And things can still get a little heated. A little sticky. A little sticky. But it's important to, I think we just are losing that in our society today. I didn't know we still had any of it, honestly. <laughs> um, so as far as that goes, I'm probably not going to give someone my opinion unless they ask for it. Very good. Because strategy. it says, do not throw your pearls to swine mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or something about dogs. Anyways, um, so... I really try to keep my mouth shut until someone says, will you help me? Or what do you think? And then oftentimes I'm going to get another reassurance. Do you really want to know what I think? Because y'all know what comes out of my mouth is going to be the truth that I believe is the truth. So feelings are going to be hurt. And I'm okay if you don't want to hear it. But how you approach it. Like I've heard some of the ways that you've approached things with your children and other people. And you are very intentional about how you approach it, like making sure they they really want to hear it. And then you're not screaming at them and you're not saying it in, in a judgmental way. You are saying it in a, I care about you. And because you asked, I'm going to tell you what I believe. And this is why. Like almost like, look, I t- I'm able to tell my kids, look, this isn't my rule. This is God's rule. So if you have a problem with it, can you just talk to him about it and quit complaining to me? <laughs> I love that. And yes, that is a big thing. because it takes me off the plate. Right. Like, I, I'll say, this is what I believe that mm-hmm. the Word says, but you need to go read the Word for yourself and ask God. Yes. I'm not God in your life. And I'm we, not even a stand-in. As much as we <laughs> wish we could, especially with our kids and some people in our lives, control and help force them into that path with the Lord where they have that deep desire to follow His ways, we can't force it. Right. They and have you, to find it. They have you, to find and figure out the path on their own. Yeah, you also have to think, like, if I say this, is it going to kill this relationship? Right. Because this could be a deal breaker for them, and then you could never. You've lost all credibility. Mm-hmm. Anything you say from here on out is blasphemy. Or, you know, and so you really have to be very self-aware. Yes. And weigh the options. And, I mean, it's a quick decision, isn't it? And careful, like we've said, just approaching it in the right way, knowing, taking it up with the Lord, essentially, and figuring it out. Like, am I, should I speak? I'm going to ask permission to speak. Not responding in judgment and quick and, you know, quick anger and outburst, but setting aside that time. Yeah, and I will say, if you, immediately your reaction is guns a-blazing, that's not the time to go in. 
Right. I had a situation recently where I was, um, I had an encounter with another adult and this adult would have been in the superior role in the situation. Let's just say that. Okay. However, this person definitely overstepped boundaries, definitely in the wrong. I could have shot this person down in a second in a group, just like, like this. Like a Chinese babbling. Right. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I couldn't resist. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Girl. Sorry. Squirrel. Last squirrel of the day. Nah, probably not. <laughs> and I did not. Mm. I chose respect in that moment. Nice. Uh, it crushed every bit of my soul, but I did it. <laughs> and you were honoring the Holy Spirit. Well, oh, and it gets better. So then I was like, well, when I get done with class... Nope, didn't happen. Next morning, I'm praying. Why is this offending me so much? Why are you not giving me... Why, why is God not giving me the green light to handle this? Mm. Well, that's... Like, is this a pride thing? And I'm, I'm going through all the things. What part of me is this hurting? Right. Till I got to the very, very, very nitty-gritty. Mm. And uh, it took days. Yes. And I've addressed it with the person that's in charge of that person. Nice. And said, hey, I don't need you to go to bat. I want you to know that I'm going to go to bat at some point. And um, how would you handle this? Because you know this person better than I do. And so it still is not completely resolved, but there's so much peace because I know my I've taken all my emotions out of it. Right. So that Paul, hitting pause sometimes is the best thing because that's when we're going to have that time to reflect, let the Lord work in that person and in us along the way before that he makes that contact possible if he does it's like stop collaborate and listen (laughs) i love it okay that was there's the last squirrel (laughs) there's the last squirrel of the day people well we hope you've gleaned a little bit of this this has been a, a challenging and convicting topic for us just to approach um boldly and and it is personal i think for all of us because this is something that we will all battle in the flesh as long as we are on this planet Um, But we hope that this gives you a few tools and encourages you today. Thanks for joining us on The Center in the Saint.